the question is, once a kip starts to work, so do we tell him, okay, good, now you could start spending money? Or not? And, and why? And how, how should we deal with this? So, first of all, um, a lot of kips, kids in pain, even when they start working, it's it's not over. A lot of times, they can't they can't hold down a job. They're very sensitive. Somebody says not a nice word to them. The pressure of life is too much for them. And most times, unfortunately, they end up not holding down the job. So to start making changes now, that in a week or two or three or four, we're going to go back and revert, it's not worth it. But I want to tell you my, my understanding and how I look at it in my experience. Experience is very, is very important. When someone is recovering, it's very difficult for them to do what other people do naturally. Some people are not morning people. For them to get up every morning to daven, every morning to go to work, requires so much effort. Another person is a morning person. He gets up, no headache, no coffee, gets up, happy. Another person wakes up every day of their lives with a headache. You can't imagine what it's like every day just to go through the daily grind, how much effort effort it is. When a kid is not working for a year or two, not going to school, went through pain, it's very hard for them, for those who are struggling and they're dysfunctional, very, very hard for them to function. It's a different speech that they shouldn't go right away to fully function. That's like going from being in a wheelchair to running on a treadmill. We don't do that. You should work twice a week, from two to six, by somebody that you trust, that's overpaying them, and that's making them um, smiling at them and treating them nice and good environment without pressure, nobody putting them down, nobody being upset. If they come late, they come late. Someone who's going to nurture them. They need nurturing. They do it for a month or two. They go ahead and you say, you know what, let's try three times a day, slowly to grow into it. I always tell parents, you tell the boss, even if you have to pay, if the, you tell the boss, go at the end of the week and say, you work the last day, if he works Monday and Thursday, whatever it is, here's $100. Thank you so much. Don't give a raise until, until he needs a raise. But I, I loved having you here. You put in a good week, whether it was good or not. That'll give the chizuk, it should go back. And every week you should get $100 extra with a smile. I love having you here. It avoids a lot of problems and it keeps them going as long as they can. But most of the time, they'll, they'll, a lot of times they'll criticize that the, they get, the employee could have, the employer could have 4,000 employees, right? And they'll be like, doesn't know how to treat his people. You know, he rips me off. I'm working so hard. I'm worth more. They think the CEOs of the company, uh, they make me work so hard. They could come on time. They get upset if I don't. But a lot of things. So right away, just because the kid is working and making money, don't think, oh, Baruch Hashem, I don't need to, to, to support you because it, at, at any way, you might be supporting a, a few weeks later. Besides for that, there was a, a father who was in Kalu and he was giving his son money every week to spend. His son ended up getting a job, building himself up. He got a great job. And the son is making more money than the father. So the father went over to him. He says, Chaim, I was thinking that, you know, Baruch Hashem, doing so well. And, you, you know, you're making money every week. You make more money than I do. And I was thinking that and right away the kid says, oh, so you're telling me you're not giving me money? So then what do I have to work for? You're punishing me for working? I'm quitting my job. 
You're punishing me because I started working. I'm quitting my job. That's number one. That's what they're feeling. I'm losing out because now it's even harder. Like it's so hard for me to function. And, and now you're going to take away the money that you were giving me. So you're punishing me for working so hard, even though they're working for themselves, but they, they don't look at it like that. It's like you're kicking me in the shin. You're kicking me. You're punching me because you're punishing me because I'm finally getting my act together. That's number two. Number three, you tell your you son, listen, as long as you're under my roof, I'm supporting you. Be'ezus Hashem, Hashem should help. Your money is Kaidish Kadashim. Save it. Don't spend any of it. Why? Because then three months later, he has $1,000, $2,000 saved up. Wow. Four months later, five months later, six months later, he feels good about himself. He has self-esteem. What does childhood trauma do the worst to our kids? It destroys self-esteem. If I have $10,000 on my bank account, I'm worth something. So that money that is not being touched is giving him an incentive to continue going to work and is giving him self-esteem, even though you're giving him $10,000 to pay all his expenses. And, and really, he doesn't have anything. Because you're paying for his car and his insurance and everything. So really, uh, garnished. Doesn't have anything. But I don't want him to think he has nothing. I don't want him to say that feeling. I feel so good after a year. I have no money, but I, I support myself. That That's a normal feeling that our kids don't have. That's what the therapy world will say. No, it's good. He should have no money, but no. I know. I understand that. And Hashem should help you. Hashem should not do that to you. To give you exactly the amount of money that you need. And you'll feel so good that I had the ability to support my family. I have no savings. You don't want that from Hashem either. But the therapist thinks it's very good. It's not very good. It's very good to have all my money and my savings. And I'm watching it grow. And I can invest one day. And I could buy a car one day. And I could this one day, one day, one day. And you let it grow to 25, 50, whatever it is. Number four, what is your tafkir? We're here, we're here as financial planners. We're here to save money. We're here to plan your kid's financial life. You're here because you want to save your kid from hell, from darkness, from pain. The gashmis and nafshis and barachmis. What saves them from drugs, from overdosing? from and, and even if they're working, they can do drugs and they can lose their job. And also in Yiddishkeit, you have a lot of dreams for this kid. And all of the medicine is Tati and Mami. So you have a chance to give them money and buy them stuff and tell them, here you go. Here's your phone. I'm paying your phone bill. Here's money for gears. Here's cash to go out. You're losing track. I'm not going to supply him, which is going to save his life that he shouldn't overdose. He shouldn't go back on drugs. He should get the real trauma healing that he needs. He should become a healthy person, a functioning person, a happy person. Hashem, a from person. And now you're getting sidetracked over money. Ooh, wait, now I don't have to supply him. I want you to supply him. Thank you that you should be able to supply him. Thank you, Hashem. And don't stop supplying him because he doesn't need you because that's not just the medicine for his financial expenses. It's the medicine that he should stand on his own feet one day. It's the medicine to rebuild the self-esteem that mommy and tati are taking care of you. It's the medicine to rectify the past 
when you didn't take care of him, and maybe you hurt him when you didn't know he was hurting or you didn't protect him, and saying, we're taking care of you now. And a lot of times on top of that, they're like, oh, I'm working, so I have money, so you don't give me money. My brother's sitting learning in Kyle, so for him, you give him money. So because I'm working, you're punishing me, and they become resentful to Tyra also. Put all that on the side. The money you're giving is medicine. If a person has a completely healthy child, and they're modern Orthodox, let's say, and they believe in working, so then should the parents let the kid pay his own expenses, or should the parents say, no, you save up your money, we want to support you, you'll keep your money for when you get married. That's a financial planning question. But if you're here, you're not here for financial planning. You're not here for parenting a healthy child. You're here for an unhealthy child who had an unhealthy history, who has darkness and pain and can overdose and can fall back and can lose years of their life even after they're working for two years and four years and six years. They could fall back. We have to make up for the past. You have to build armor for the future and you carry them until they're healthy, until the chuppah and beyond. Because how many people after having three kids and five kids and 30 and the 40 and the 50 and they're falling apart and they're going off the derech and they're in pain and they want to kill themselves and they're going for mush, for shrooms and going for all kinds of psychedelics. Kali shows in pain. There's so much emotional pain. And someone who went through the pain of your children, you don't know when it's going to come back. So there's so much at stake here and we're going to stop supplying for $2,000 or $1,000 a week or whatever it is. For all those reasons, I urge you to tell your child, your money is Kaidish Kadashin, it's holy. You put it away. It's my responsibility to take care of you. I just want one thing. I just want a hug. Here you go. I just paid your lease. You write on it, paid with love, and you give it to him. Insurance bill comes paid with love. Shower him with intense love. Let it, he will appreciate you. He's going to say, no, 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 I want you. Say, no, 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 you're going to need to get married one day. You're going to need to have a whatever one day. You have a future, a bright future. You'll buy a house one day. You keep your money safe. I'm taking care of you. Daddy's here. Mommy's here. We got your back. That's a tikkun for the deep, deep, painful trauma of childhood trauma and abuse that they went through. The neglect and the not being understood and the being misjudged and the sensitive ch- children who are hurt and, and all of that. You're doing a stitch and another stitch and another stitch and another stitch. And that's why we continue paying as much as you can. As much as you can. Because we need to be the supplier. And then when we're the supplier, they understand how much we love them. And with each time that we supply, it's not about buying their love. It's about representing the true love that we have. And we we hug and we say, I'm so proud of you. And I'm with you. And I got your back. And then they want to spend time with you. And then instead of spending an hour a year with you, they're spending an hour a day with you. And they're watching a show with you. And they're going on a vacation with you. And then your power of influence grows because the amount of influence you have is dependent on your connection. It's on your NKN, your nafshik shur benafshik. So the father who stops paying, his NKN gets lower. The father who continues paying, and the kid 
it's more of an incentive to keep his job, like I said. And he feels better about himself when he gets the monthly, look what I got, look what I got. And I learned this from home, sweet home, from your boys, just like boys, just like your kids. I save their money for them. And I show them every month. Look, you have a thousand. They used to make basically save a thousand dollars. I said, you're going to leave here between 10 and 15, $20,000. One boy left with $18,000. He came in to Baruch in a broken child. The night before he moved in, he punched his, the, the night he moved in, he punched his father in the face. He had not a cent to his name. And I got, I got him a great job and he worked and he was a great employee. And when he left, he graduated with $18,000. He felt like a million bucks. He told me I have more money than my father. And he's in Shaduchim now and he's great and he's awesome and he's sweet and he's from. We got so much because your money is Kaidish Kadashi. I was very misled when I had home Sidon as Khatoya 20 years ago. I didn't know anything. So I asked a bunch of professionals, what should I do? They said, very important. The kids should pay something. So they paid $100 a week. And they still saved up all that money. What was $100 a week? It was nothing. There were three kids, four kids, five kids. I was paying $1,000, $2,000 a week. It's a big mistake. That's the world thought. The world says I should charge parents also. They get it for free. They're not really much of it. No. When you get it for free, you understand the chesed pushes pushes people to understand, to listen. The kids really would have done even better if they didn't pay the $100. Because they thought with that $100, it's Kim Samir. You know what I'm paying? I'm paying $400 a month. So they thought like, you know, the four of us together, we can get an apartment. You know what they got for that? You know what my insurance bill was and the heat? And, the, and they, they thought they're like a partner. It worked against me. I had to overcome that. That was that was a big mistake listening to professionals. But that, that that's what they thought. I don't agree with that. Pure chesed is the most powerful thing in the world. And eventually, I proved to them that it's pure chesed. And I showed them, yeah, you guys all chipped in four hundred, but the expenses this month was twenty five hundred, and I paid the other two thousand. I had to work over that. Anyway, bottom line is, they still grew, 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 ten thousand, twelve thousand, fifteen thousand. And that's why they felt good about themselves. They were able to move on to the rest of their lives. I hope I answered your question clearly.